Welcome to Turn Road Talk, brought to you by the Mid-South Pioneer and Phytogen Seed Teams of Corteva AgriScience. Hey, well, welcome back. This is uh, Darren Malone with uh, Corteva AgriScience, O'Connor Phytogen. I'm the agronomy lead for the Mid-South. You know, we're starting season one of Turn Road Talk and glad to have two of my guests here today, two of my district field agronomists, uh, one from the Boot Hill, Missouri, um, it's Greg Peffer. Uh, Greg's been in the business quite some time now and working that Southeast Missouri Boot Hill area. And then we've got Jason Ruddick. Jason Ruddick just came back over from the sales agronomy road back into the district field agronomy road. So we're excited to have Jason back. He's going to be covering kind of that Northeast Arkansas. But uh, like I said, got a lot of experience. They're the experts. You know, my job today is to kind of help set up our topic and let them share some information. And today's topic is actually on corn growth stages and growing degree unit requirements. And as you think about, you know, GDUs, uh, which is corn growth unit requirements, they're very important in making management decisions. So what we're going to try to do today is to talk about GDU accumulation and, and help us predict certain growth stages and certain management decisions throughout the season. So I guess as you think about, if you think about corn planting right now, you look at the whole area um, of the Mid-South, uh, we're, you know, plant's been a little bit wet, so we got a little bit planted down in the south part of the um, delta as you look into northeast Arkansas and as well as, as Boot Hill, Missouri. We're just now getting started, really. Uh, I think after this rain event that came through yesterday, um, you'll see some corn start going in the ground. But really want to talk, want to talk a little bit about emergence, you know, initially. And I'm going to turn it over to Greg because we were having a conversation first, and he's our district field agronomist for the Boot Hill, and talk to you a little bit about emergence and about growing degree accumulation at the beginning of the season. So, Greg, give us your thoughts on what, how many growing degree units we need to get that corn plant up, as well as what the conditions look like afterwards. Good morning. This is Greg Peffer. Uh, so, when we look at what is important for corn growth early in the season, we're looking for you know, 110, 120 growing degree units to try to get that corn plant out of the ground. And uh, when we look at, at forecasts, you know, we're trying to look at, you know, those favorable forecasts after planting. So a couple things we think about is we got to think about the soil temperature. You know, I like to have that 50 degree soil temperature from, so, you know, seven to nine o'clock in so, the morning. So why are you there? Uh, so that 50 degrees. So does the corn plant grow when that soil temperature is below 50? Not at all. Okay. So 50 degrees is kind of that that line of temperatures where, you know, if it's below that temperature, corn uh, growth ceases. Now, if it's above that temperature, you know, corn is going to start to grow. So that's and, when you start accumulating the growth that's right. degree units, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of the ideal soil conditions. We're also looking at a favorable forecast after planting. So uh, what that would mean is, you know, look at that week that's following planting. You know, are you going to have you know, conditions that would be favorable to an increase in soil temperature. Sure. Uh, that's that's kind of what we're looking for. So uh, how many roughly, how many growing degree units normally does it take that corn plant to get out of the ground usually? Well, if we're looking for uh, seeing the corn out of the ground, we're looking for about 110, 120 growing degree units to get that corn up and out of the ground. So if you plant too early and you stay really cool, especially the soil temperature, you don't get if you're not accumulating any growing degree units for 14 days. That could be a, a negative a negative effect oh, yeah. on, that, on the seed or oh, the yeah. early emergence, right? So you know what uh, 
one of the things that I always heard whenever I first started with the with the company over 20 years ago was that the worst thing on corn seed is cool and wet. Mm-hmm. So when you're planting and you're going to get a, a very cold rain after planting uh, pretty close, that's going to be really tough uh, on corn seed. And trying to expect uniform emergence uh, and successful emergence, um, that would be hard to expect through that scenario. And I, I was talking to, to Jason earlier as well, and I, man, we talked about getting it out of the ground and the number of units it takes. But I thought Jason, um, you know, district field agronomist out of Northeast Arkansas, made some good points about stress emergence. Tell our, tell our listeners a little bit about stress emergence and how we, how we do our ratings for that. Yeah, so, I mean, all of our hybrids have stress emergence ratings. Um, one of the things that, that we're really excited about, some of the newer hybrids coming on the lineup, especially some of the RCs we had last year, some of these RC products that will be in our PK plots uh, this coming year, uh, all have increased stress emergence scores over some of our current fuller season hybrids. And, so, and why, why is that important to... Well, so when to we're planting our customer to a retail yeah, customer. so when we're planting earlier conditions are probably a little more marginal when we're when we're below those kind of benchmarks of of getting that corn out of the ground in that that seven to fourteen day window, and those hybrids with better stress emergence take that cooler, wetter conditions a little sure. better. And you said a term, you use an acronym. I want to go back to you said RC. Help our listeners know what, what does RC mean? To yeah, them? so those are our uh, commercial advanced products okay. that, that so just inter- came out of impact out of our research testing. So kind of an introductory yep, year. Okay. New, new products that they'll get to look at in so, volume the following year. So tell me a product, and we'll get back to run great units, Greg, a little bit more in corn growth stage, but tell me some new products that you like the stress emergent scores on. Yeah, so 1222 YHR is one of our um, new ones this past year that, that we advanced and we're also going to have it in some pretty good volumes out there this year. Okay. A lot of growers are going to get some sizable looks at it. So um, just for our viewers and listeners that add a hundred to the first two numbers, right? Yep. Yep. And that gives you what? The, so it's 112 day hybrid. Okay. That's good. good um, to know. And you know, some of the ones that we will be having in our uh, PK plots this coming year that, you know, growers that do plots with us, you know, um, are used to seeing new products kind of a year ahead of, of everybody else. Um, and so some of those new products like 1511, 1608, um, you know, those are some of them, 1170 that are, that are new hybrids that we'll be bringing forward. Uh, and that's the new class. You that's mentioned the new class. 1170, 1511, yep. 1608. So that's that new class. And what I hear on the new class, it's, and we won't get it. We'll get into that later. Um, you know, podcast, but on turn road talk, but I hear the new class is a lot more pretty stable. You feel like across a lot of different acres and we got pretty good stress emergence on that early season. Yeah. Yes. Bringing yield, good stress emergence um, and, and really good agronomics with those three hybrids. Yeah. Excellent. Man, well, we could talk and we'll, we'll talk about our hybrids on a later podcast, but I think I want to circle back to getting the plant out of the ground and, and not only when you get out of the ground and Greg mentioned about a hundred, hundred GDUs, roughly 110, but you need, and I, you need a good forecast behind it. And I heard Jason, you made a point to me earlier about how many growing degree units behind emergence is important to get, to get, to get a good start in your opinion. Yeah. So when you plant the seed, I mean, that, that you know, Greg mentioned uh, briefly there, the, you know, those first few days, you don't want cool and wet on that seed. 
Um, so we put out a forecast every week. We send yeah. out to, to growers and, and our retailers and consultants to, to kind of let them know what our forecast looks like. And so for me, that so, benchmark's kind of 50 to, you know. So you're doing that weekly? Weekly to kind of give the upcoming week. What, what the forecast looks like. So instead so, of the calendar date on planning, you're actually taking a growing degree units and helping customers make a decision on when to plant because every year is different, yep, right? Yep. You know, and that, I think a lot of growers have learned in the past few years that, that this calendar date planning isn't probably the way we need to be doing it. We need to be really, and now with pioneer.com and a lot of our apps available out there, mm -hmm. uh, growers can now, they can go into an app, click on their planning date for that day, and it'll give a 14-day GDU forecast. So they can see every morning before they leave to decide whether or not they're going to plant, they can look and say, hey, you know, am I going to hit that 110, 120 GDUs in 14 days and get my corn up? Sure, and that's a good service to offer not only our growers or retailers and consultants. So I'm glad you guys are doing that. I saw that this week um, that y'all had sent that out. But kind of circling back a little bit, Greg, talk about, I know GDU is important, but let's just talk about temperature a little bit about early season and starting on planting. What's what's an ideal temperature range and maybe a forecast to get to get excited about putting corn in the ground? Well, when we look at the boundaries, um, Jason and I were just looking at that a while ago, you know, um, there's some information that when we look at our Pioneer stress test, um, we've discovered that at 27 degrees, you know, we start to see significant chilling injuries. And so that, that cold, wet, you know, rain right there after planting um, is an issue. And that's why is we could see an increase in chilling injury and stand loss. So we like to have ideal conditions. You want to have that um, temperature range. If you could get it to be, you know, maybe more like a seventies for the high and then you know, probably 50s for the low, you low, could right. expect, and you know, that, yeah, you could expect that forecast is going to help you to increase that soil temperature. And, um, and you mentioned something else, not too wet, correct? Yes. Yeah. So I like to have, if I, if I had a preference, you know, corn seed in the ground a couple of days prior to a rain anyway, um, mm -hmm. that seems to be a, a good scenario. So, yeah, just, so 60 degree average temperature would be really kind of ideal for to, to know that you need, and with a good forecast out in front of you, Hey, it's time to start playing corn. So I, I kind of like that. And, but using GD, GDUs puts a, a black and white number out there that you can help make a better management decision for a grower customer. And I like that a number that you can use to help make those decisions. So I, I love the tool you're sending out. I guess if you want to, and we'll try to post this as well. If you can, you can get a GDU calculator, tell us a little bit about where to get that guys. So on pioneer.com, you can go to uh, the tools tab that's, that's on that website and you'll see a GDU calculator on there. Okay. And you simply click on it, push your uh, planning date. Uh, and you can even go back. Like if you planted three or four days earlier and you just want to see where, where you're going to track, um, you, you can put any of those planning dates in. So it actually starts from planning is where the GDU accumulation. Yep. Okay. And it, it'll also, you can select different growth stages. If you want to see what, if I planted today with the 14 day forecast and with, a, you know, history of our, uh, weather data from the past, where I typically would fall mm -hmm. on a 
applying my fertilizer between that B4 sure. and B6. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it can help you forecast a lot of things in the crop to go ahead and get some things scheduled, you know, with exactly. applications so and we, things like that. So, yeah, I think you're setting this up great, Jason, and, and we'll talk a little bit about what are some management decisions you'll need to make, and that I think growing to be accumulation will help us do that. But I, there's, think, there's four things that we think are important. You know, that's herbicide timing, that's side dress timing, that's, um, you know, pre-tassel nitrogen timing and also fungicide management. And I think you can use growing degree units to help us get there. So let's talk a little bit about herbicides. You know, most of these herbicides, you got to put on before V6 corn, which is six fully developed leaves. But you could also use, you know, the, the GDU timing. What's a good number on GDUs to, to predict that herbicide timing? So, you know, for me, that 350 GDUs is, is where I start thinking about, you know, let's Coke can tall corn. Yeah. You know, we're trying to hit that V3, V4 stage. Yeah, I'm on a herbicide guy. That's what I used to tell people. Yeah, I always try to make that application of Coke can high corn. You get you're gonna optimize your coverage on the soil and you'll optimize your coverage on the weeds. So yeah, that's usually around V3 corn, isn't it? Normally, mm -hmm. I swear yep. that's kind of the ideal. But Greg, talk you know, side dress. You know, you gotta manage your nitrogen correctly, but tell us a little bit about when to make that side dress application based on GDUs. Well, just uh, jumping back to herbicide timing, just real quick, you know, most yeah. of the research has shown that if you don't have weeds controlled by that B3 growth stage, that you're Correct. gonna incur yield loss. So that's really important. And that's to think due to about. what competition and competition, interference, exactly um, all those types of things. So weeds. that's that's really why that's so important to get that herbicide timing and a two-pass program has worked really great in the past to get and that you're done. Preaching to the choir, yeah. When you talk about weed competition interference, so yeah, that's a great point. Uh, we, but yeah, on the side dress piece, where, so at, at side dress, on? you know, by the time you're getting to uh, 400 GDUs or that B6 growth stage, you yep. need to have your side dress application done. And one of the reasons, primarily, is because you know it takes just a little bit for that nitrogen to get in soil solution. And you want to have it to be converted and available to the plant for that grand growth stage. Sure. So um, by the time you get to V8, you start that grand growth stage for sure. And you want to make sure that, you know, the, the plant has all the goods there, right? You have all the goods for when it's determining the um, amount of rows around the ear, you know, and also the uh, number of kernels within the row. That's important to think about. So we got to have all that stuff uh, ready to go. So while you're there and you think about the Delta in the midst, in, in the midst, especially the Delta, you know, that, that, you know, that tassel shot a pre-tassel, we call it shot of nitrogen is really important. So they're making that third split, sometimes a fourth split, but in, you can also determine that application based on GDUs as well. Correct. Absolutely. So, so you so know, by you, the time you're looking at 900 to a thousand GDUs, you know, we're looking at making that pre-tassel nitrogen application mm -hmm. and in the Delta, that's really important because, you know, we plant a lot of corn on mixed lighter soil types. Sure. So um, we experience, you know, especially with our higher temperatures, we experience a lot of nitrogen loss uh, due to leaching, sometimes even denitrification because we get a lot of rainfall no, in the too, spring. Two main um, losses in it. Sure, absolutely. Sure. So we like to have that pre-tassel nitrogen shot in there because we've also seen research recently that shows that corn utilizes more nitrogen during rain field than what hybrids did 20 years ago. And that's ago. where that pre-tassel shots may be helping not only on yeah. the grain field, but the test weight as absolutely. well. Absolutely, absolutely. Have so available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know, nitrogen is so important. And I think being able to split apply that nitrogen from, from I call from V6 all the way to pre-tassel, 
is a good way to manage nitrogen and it's a more effective way to get your nitrogen use efficiency up. We know that the, that the you know, you know, if you load too much up early, you're, you're probably going to lose a lot of that early nitrogen. So that 30 to 50 pounds up front, then you come back with a nice V6 application, 100 to 120, and then you make that pre-tassel shot, you know, in that probably 40 to 60 units range helps. Absolutely. And, and thinking about the, uh, that time frame also, we got to make sure that we're, especially if it's very dry, we're making a good irrigation leading up to tassel because you got to make sure that your silk emergence and your pollen shed is going to be synchronized. Yeah. We so call that nicking, right? Yeah. We're, we're hitting nick, the nick. nick. And if we're, um, if we're not good and saturated during that time, you know, then um, that corn doesn't have all the water use that it needs. You know, we're, oh, we're looking great. at about three and a half inches of water use a week during that time frame. So we're pretty high water use. Oh yeah. So yeah, thinking about 350 on herbicide timing, about 400 on side grass and somewhere in that 900 to a thousand on pre-tassel. So the plant's going to silk at 1300. Now there's another management decision, Jason, that I want your input on. And it's going to be fungicide management. And, you know, we get, we get a lot of Southern rust every year and talk a little bit how you like to manage a fungicide, you know, on this corn based on the GDU requirements. Yeah. So I, I've always been one that, that, you know, the rust is, it's always kind of been my primary concern on corn is if it comes in early and or that's late. Southern rust, right? Southern not rust. common. Correct. Okay. Southern rust. And so uh, if we go too quick, then we run out of protection on the tail end and we run a risk of, of, you know, the rust moving in and moving through the canopy. So my uh, way to combat that is always kind of being to run in there at brown silk, which is going to hit at about that, um, you know, R2 yeah, stage. Um, and so that gets us, you know, into blister, you know, you start to see a little bit of um, moisture in those kernels in, in the ear. So if you delay it a little bit, you think you might get a little more residual right out of the fungicide. Yes, you know, and, and, and you know, we have some great Especially tools out there. Like ours, Approach Prima, which yeah, is our fungicide. Yeah. And Correct. we've got some great tools out there that, that you can monitor where, you know, where rust is moving south to north. And then so, you know, I just watch that and use that as kind of a gauge of, well, do we need to pull the trigger on, on some corn or do we need to, um, see where we are yeah you know in the growth yeah, and we get in this later and i think we will but some 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 um hybrids are more suitable for a more of a fungicide correct and so um and we'll talk about that later some do i mean making that fungicide application you tend to increase yield more with some some hybrids versus others right uh, they may not be as agronomic as we need it so a fund a time of that fungicide is going to be important to to optimize that yield man we could sit here all day and talk about gdus i know and um, and, and ma making management decisions. Any final comments y'all want to make about managing corn growth and, and growth stages? From, Just from real GD? quick, I think uh, a lot of decisions that lead to a, a, to a desirable yield goal in corn is a combination of a lot of small decisions along the way. A lot of little so, things, right? So, yeah, thinking about that, that's why we're talking about these growth stages and, and things like that. So putting all these things together will hope, hopefully help growers hit their goal. Yeah, great point. Yes. Any, what about you, Jason? No, I mean, to me, you know, a lot of our growers are larger these days. They're, they're spread out, uh, getting to every field and correctly visually grow stage in every field can be a challenge sometimes. And so I think using GDUs is a, a great tool to be able to kind of forecast and predict, know what you're going to get predict. your plan and your program together. Predict and, when you need to make these management. Yep. That's what I like about it. It's another tool to help us make management decisions. 
And like I said, the herbicide time and side dress, the pre pre tassel nitrogen management, fungicide time. There's other things, but those are the top four of mine that I had that it helps us make those decisions. But guy, on behalf of our two agronomy uh, agronomists today, Jason Ruddick out of Northeast Arkansas and Greg Peffer out of the Boot Hill. Man, glad to have y'all on on you know on tap today and you having a chance to talk about growing degree accumulation. So appreciate it. And we'll we'll be back in touch with you at a later time. And uh, thanks for listening and see you next time.